Hello, colorful people. This week we are giving you a bonus episode. <laughs> this episode was recorded a while back, so just bask in the throwback vibes that it's going to give you. Thank y'all for listening. Don't forget to give us a rating and review. And as always, stay colorful. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rainbow Bunch. Uh, I'm Raven. I'm Barry. And I'm Dana. Fun fact. I was listening back to the audio from last week, and I said rainbow. In my head, I heard Rainbow Bunch, but my mouth said Rainbow Brunch. (laughs) (laughs) So one of things could have been possible. I could have been very hungry or um, very hungry. So... (laughs) We're going to start the show off uh, with Brother Barry. Do you have a scripture of the week? I do have a scripture of the day. Y'all, I love this one. Oh, yay. It's Romans Mm -hmm. 5, 8. Mm -hmm. Romans I'm doing that and my Bible is literally right here. (laughs) She's pulling out her phone when she has a whole hard copy Bible. Baby engraved and everything. Engraved. With your name. Come on. Government name. Oh, love it. Pull it out. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen, my Lord and Savior. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I think that's so interesting because... We as people, we kind of forget. This is totally a morality topic. We yeah. totally forget that people are people are going to hurt us. They're going to hurt us. Your friends, your family, um, the people that you fall in love with, they're going to hurt you in one way or another. That's inevitable. I think what, you know, we all try to kind of like live in the image um, of Jesus. Many of us do live in the image of God. And I think the best thing that you can do is forgive them, you know? People will hurt you, people will sin against you, but you gotta still love them. You gotta still love them. And I love you. I love you too. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, I I heard that and I thought, you know, everybody is flawed. We're not perfect, but, you know, we're, we're still beings that need love and attention as much as you know my lonely self doesn't want to think that um we still like need some sort of like human connection or some sort of connection period yeah you know and even self-love that's what it made me think of because i'd be out here sinning i'd be out here doing whatever (laughs) Sometimes, but um, you know, we're all just doing the best we can, and we're constantly learning, we're constantly unlearning, especially the stuff that we grew up to be taught. Oh, unlearning, unlearning, okay. Um, 
so yeah and just being more kind to yourself and realizing that whoever you believe in that there is something greater for me at least amen yeah someone that loves you even when you don't love yourself and even when you're doing dirt (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and it sounds like you need confession love (laughs) (laughs) i would love a good confession but you know life life see if i can find you somebody (laughs) padre shout out to the padres padres oh my gosh so before we started recording uh we were all talking about like topics we want to discuss and barry brought up you know some stories he was writing so i'm gonna let barry go off with it because he can eloquently say it better than i can of course well long story short back when i was in high school and an idiot um <laughs> a group of friends and i we would always get together and we'd write these stories kind of like an epic something that you would find in a book but we didn't really have any plans for it you would just write something and everyone else just had to feed off of it and each time you have a different point of view coming out with a new part of the story or recapping something that already happened in their own words and i think for us back in high school it was a way to kind of open your eyes and get the opportunity to to read something from your own perspective and understand that like in life there are so many different parts of a story that come together to create the world that you live in It was a way for us to all escape from the mundane life that we live and all of the BS that we were going through in life um, and just escape to a different character who might be rich, who might be royalty, who might, you know, live in Beverly Hills or in Wisconsin, you know, we could move our way (laughs) through life. One of the stories, no kidding, was set in Raleigh, North Carolina. So (laughs) I don't know why. Wisconsin took me out, but it's just like seeing, I don't know why, seeing like Barry just walk in the snow in Wisconsin took me out. Let me tell you, I actually did it in person and it was a nightmare. I almost fell flat on my ass. I don't know how to handle the snow. I've only seen sleet. Like when that little snow came down and snow came down and slid down, I was like, oh, what is this? Ah." What is this? (laughs) Oh my goodness, Cameroon. Um... (laughs) Sorry, it was the accent. It was the accent. You did it to me. You took me out. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) But in any case, so three of the four of us that used to write these stories have come back together and we're writing a new one, an educated one. This is the first one that we've written since high school. I think we worked on one maybe the, the summer after high school, but this is the first major one. And we're coming at it from a completely different perspective. We've all been to college and we're starting this story and we're like, wow, we have so much insight on how the world works now. So not only can we use this as a tool to escape, we can use this as a tool to help other people understand that there's a better world than the one that they live in. That's Mm -hmm. possible. It doesn't have to be a fantasy. This one's a lot more realistic than the BS we were writing back in high school. Uh, But one of the topics that we really got really intense on 
we have a character who's being written by someone who is non-binary, who decided that they wanted to have a non-binary character. This person uses they, them pronouns. And in the story, we were talking in kind of like a little mini meeting, if you will, about how we were gonna handle this topic. And um, uh, my friend who uses they, them pronouns said, I don't want to talk about it. And I said, huh, okay, then we won't talk about it. You know, we won't, it doesn't have to be a discussion because that's what we all hope for in the world, that there's going to be a time when people don't have to come out, when people don't have to tell you something, when people just stop expecting and start understanding um, that we're all different. We come in many different shapes and sizes, sexualities, genders, um, and sex even. So let's just not talk about it because that's the future, right? That's what we all hope the future is. Eventually one day we will get there. So why don't we write that? Why don't we live in this world? Well, one of the people who's also writing, it's like, I don't understand. And I was like, whoa, this is like our friend who we're in this together with who isn't understanding the struggle, who doesn't want to understand, to be quite honest. Like he didn't want to understand. There was always some type of battle that we kept fighting over and over and over again in this, um, this little meeting, this conversation. And that was, that was very eye-opening to me. Eventually that friend bowed out and just accepted that they didn't know. But it was a, it was a long battle of trying to explain that this isn't, isn't a conversation that we should be having. So I have a question. Does does the friend who doesn't understand, do they at least respect your non-binary friend when they say, I go by they, them? Yeah, and it's still very hard for him to try to get the words out. He slips up. And, you know, when we, when we realized that our friend was going by they, them pronouns, we made a very, you know, we talked to that friend and we said, hey, there are going to be times that we fuck up Excuse me, can I say that online? Yeah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love when you're doing like, yes, do it. Go <laughs> there are going to be times when we fuck up, we're going to apologize for it, and we're going to keep moving. Is that fair? Right. And they said, yeah, absolutely. I even fuck up. And I was like, that's incredible. Good to know. We will feel a lot uh, better at the fact that you feel comfortable acknowledging that, you know, we're going to mess up and we'll just move on, move past it. But to sit there and have this conversation was both interesting to learn, but painful to feel in my heart. I was mm-hmm. like, this human that, you know, is supposed to love this friend just as much as I do, doesn't get the fact that the end goal is to not have to deal with coming out, in, if you will, as non-binary. And, um, This is a friend who came out at a rather young age and had a lot of problems after he came out and in many ways still does. Um, And, you know, I spoke to him candidly and I said, hey, you know, you know how painful it was to come out and you know how painful it feels to come out on a daily basis sometimes. He was like, you know, I'm completely comfortable with myself now. And I'm like, sure, but- Part of the community? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought I mentioned that. <laughs> oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. That's really heartbreaking. Yeah. So I had to explain to him. I was like, imagine a world where you wouldn't have to come out anymore. He's like, well, shit, that's pretty cool. And it's like, well, that's exactly what it is. Right. It's a world where none of us have to talk about it. We don't have to be seen as um, as strange, as different. I think we talked about this on the show at one point on Shady Antics many, many years ago. When <laughs> I was, you know, in early college, I had a huge problem with the word queer. Like, it stressed oh. me out. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and I think it all stemmed from this... <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> it all stemmed from this idea that the word queer, I learned the definition was strange. And I don't consider my sexuality as a strange thing. That's how it came out to my mom. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. I think like a like an older generation, because this is when I was this is when QSA at Loyola was still QSA queer student lines. Yeah. I had a meeting that I couldn't go to because you know sinuses that whole shebang with my nose and like all that. that yeah and i was like oh i gotta text my advisor my, and of course you know parents especially mothers they had to start 21 questions it was like advisor for what and i should have like i should have just been like my academic advisor but no like raven can't lie so i was like my club advisor for what QSA. What is QSA? Queer Student Alliance. And the part that got me is that she was like, what makes you queer because you're weird and black? I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you heard me. (laughs) I was like, no, what makes me queer is that I like girls in in the moving car just So maybe she was right about like the weird and black part because, you know, could have lost my life right there. Um, but like the word queer, this is such a tangent, but the word queer is just like, it, it's, it, it both holds power and it's just like there, for at least for me. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Even when I went and came out to my mom, we were like in her bedroom. Mind you, that was the only safe person I came out to because everywhere else it was moving cars for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> like a bit of danger. Um, Who's with us in moving cars? <laughs> moving cars, I don't know. But uh, I was like, yeah, mom, queer. And she was like, queer? And then she goes, people still use that term. <laughs> that was... That was it. I was going to be more dramatic. And of course, I started crying and she was just crying because I was crying. And then she was like, you thought I didn't know you? Like, you're my child. I love you. I love your mom. Yeah. I love your mom. If there was a fan club, I think I'd either be president or vice president right behind Barry. (laughs) President. (laughs) I'm here. Well, she loves y'all too, so. <laughs> I was just saying because I just got a text message from her. So. Hi, mom. <laughs> I said I love you. I will. I will. Um, but yeah, so to have this conversation with my friend just felt like something that I think we have to talk about as a community. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to live in a world where you know sexuality, gender, um, 
you know, people of all sorts of different walks of life can come together and say, hey, this is what I am. There are no questions about it unless you want to make sure that you're saying the right thing. Yeah. Other than that, you need to fall in line and realize that that person's the only one that matters. Your opinion does not matter. Goodbye. Wave it off. Just because you think it's complicated, just because you think it's hard, doesn't mean that you feel the actual the actual pain of it. And that was what I, you know, I talked to my friend about it afterwards. I'm sorry, I keep rambling. But I talked to my friend oh, about it afterwards. Nice. And I was like, I felt like I was fighting for my life and trying to explain why people shouldn't have to use, shouldn't have to explain their pronouns or, mm. you know, what they believe their gender is. And it wasn't even my fight to fight. So I can only imagine how exhausted you feel having to explain to people constantly what your gender is, why you use the pronouns that you use, and for them to fight you on it all day. Yeah, because no one knows anyone else's experience besides your own lived experience. That's what it boils down to. And especially when someone is correcting you to tell you like, hey, I don't feel this way. It makes me feel weird when you say this. And they're trying to do their best to, you know, let you know because they ultimately care about, you know, what you're calling them. That that right. matters because you wouldn't want anyone misgendering you. You wouldn't want anyone to call you by the wrong name. Like, there's so many different things, but ultimately just boils down to having respect. And then we are going to mess up sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're humans. That's okay. I'm done oh no I, I was just gonna say I also think that a lot of people who consciously do it it's it's it, I think it's lazy to me like it's also disrespectful but at the same time it's lazy because it's just words coming out of your mouth like it's not that hard as opposed to you know having to deal with like the emotional and mental aspect of it I'm sure like whoever like whoever a person is coming out to, whether they're trans or non-binary or whatever gender that they identify with, I'm sure like they, the people who they may be coming out to, they do have to adjust, but at the same time, the easiest thing that you can do is just use the correct pronouns. And some people just willingly don't do it like, oh, it's easier for me to remember your dead name. No, it's a dead name for a reason. Like. Like why why would you continue to use that? Like I don't understand like at all. Disrespect. That's all it is. Disrespect. Someone wants to piss you off. Right. I remember my freshman year. Um <laughs> oh, freshman year was very a learning experience for baby gaby raven. Um <laughs> but my freshman year, the I think I told Dana about this. It made me very, I don't know. But my freshman year, the person who was like my best friend, like Eloyola, my person, she had a friend who I'm friends with now, um, who is trans and they came to Loyola to visit her and we were all hanging out. And I was just like, yeah, I just, <laughs> this is before I came out to my mom. I was like, yeah, I came out to my sister. I don't know, like how to feel about it she knew about it I was like I came out to my best friend he knew about it and it, it's just like I was like that's the good part I have I was like I haven't come out to my parents because like I'm very worried about what they're gonna say and 
we were talking and they were giving me um, good advice because they were, they're trans, they're a trans man. And I love him, love him, love him, love him. So I like, I had the privilege of knowing who he was after he transitioned. So that wasn't hard for me, but my friend, she was having difficulty because she knew who he was before he transitioned. And so she she would slip up like mid conversation and be like, I'm so sorry. And she I remember one time she was like, It's just easier for me to remember your dead name. And I was just like, That's not cool, fam. I was like, that's not cool at all. And I guess like me correcting her and like other people at Loyola correcting her, I guess it did something. Cause she was just like, Yeah, let me not do that. And I think regionally it's different too, because in the South we're prejudiced. Like ingrained pre- <laughs> prejudices. <laughs> yes. There's so much, like, there's so much. So much to unpack. (laughs) It makes you, it really, truly makes you unpack. Because even, you know, in the South, we're raised to say, you know, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, Mm -hmm. sir, whatever, whatever. But we're not taught about asking people their pronouns. What do you feel most comfortable with? Want your name to be? We don't really go over that. So I've made it my job at work, because I'm not going to say (laughs) where. No, no. Um, (laughs) But especially within like the educational realm, making sure that especially like young kids and even, you know, teenagers, like, what do you want me to identify you as? What do you want me to know you as? Who are you? What would you like me to know about you? Let me know those things so I can better help you. Right. But we can be friends. We can all yeah. be friends. I know. I saw this educator. She's in the UK. I also love her too, just because, you know, she she's who I aspire to be. Not the education realm, just like aesthetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm laughing at Barry. It's so close to the camera. Sorry. <laughs> you look like my mom FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to look at y'all. I'm getting a closer look. I like to look at you, Barry. Oh, but this one educator, she's, um, she is a gender and sexuality creator in the UK. I found her through TikTok, which is very hilarious, but she had a video that basically said normalize using, like asking people for their pronouns, just like what you say. And then it occurred to me that I have a constant struggle, like in the South with man is like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And I'm just like, what am I to do if it's like they, them? Like, yeah, like, is it just yes? No. Because I want to say something afterwards. And that's like, that's the hardest part. Yes, yes. Like, I'm going to just do that. <laughs> Let me tell you, in college, I had worked at um, one facility that was about community literacy. Mm-hmm. And yes, and <laughs> my, my boss got upset with me because I referred to her as ma'am which I get now because some people don't like being referred to as ma'am because like aging and whatever but that's how I was raised so that was my first interaction with running into that learned so much there but she taught me that you really don't have to say anything that has to do with gender at the end you can just cut off the sentence because it's a sentence right like yes and no are yes and no they're complete sentences that's something that like it's so hard especially when you like just I don't know maybe it's just with my family because they're like 
both sides of my family they're like very hospitable and I'm just like stay away from me but I still have that (laughs) hospitality in me where it's like yes ma'am oh ma'am and I could just be like yes because I know if I say yes when somebody walks in or like yes to the elderly person that's my ass (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) learning that from early age and then you know constantly unlearning it's just one of those things too much much too much like I don't appreciate it yeah whatsoever right I try to keep up with like the etiquette of the day um I listen to this etiquette podcast which is you know always eye-opening because people think we're over etiquette like why do we need this bs anymore um but this podcast really talks about you know like etiquette in the modern age and why we have it um it's very fascinating um we can talk about it later but did you guys hear about mix yet mix mix mx so you know when you write a letter to someone and you say dear mr so and so dear miss dear mrs dear i can't say the other one um or ms yeah now there's also mix for non-binary people oh my gosh so you would write mx do you know, I literally just sent a resume and I don't, I didn't, this is even like non-binary. This is just, you know, business. I don't yeah. know whether like the, 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 the person was married or not. Like yeah. minute, Why? Why? Why are they two different ones? It doesn't make any sense. One, MS, I understand Mrs. because it's M-I-S-S. Mrs. Like, Mrs., why is it MRS? That's why I don't understand. I like I don't I don't I don't understand. I don't <laughs> understand. Like I don't get that's just one thing that bothered my mind. <sighs> yeah, it's and I mean the truth is it's like really old etiquette and that entire episode of that podcast really kind of dug into, you know, why they had it in the first place and what we're doing now. What's and at the end of the day, about? it's called awesome etiquette. Hmm. And it's done by the Lizzie Post Institute. Um, Lizzie Post was like one of the first people to create a book of etiquette um, Mm -hmm. in the modern age during her era. And um, she created, you know, these lovely spawns of children and grandchildren and nieces and nephews. And they have created more awesome etiquette for the modern age. Um, We're still here. It's fabulous. But that that was the big topic where they were like, you know, at the end of the day, you you won't know what to use. You know, if someone's a doctor, do they always want to be referred to as doctor such and such? You know, um, they might want to be referred to as something else. Great. The only thing that you can do is ask. How hard is that? <laughs> yeah, that's like even with professors. Like I still have issues sometimes with being like, what would you like to be referred to as? Right. So many people after they get their degrees are like, just call me, you know, Chris. And I'm like, yeah, so Chris. no doctor, no, like, but I respect that because that's what they want to be called. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I first got to actually, like when I did my interview for music industries, my professor, one of my favorite professors, he was just like, um, I can see here that you were raised in the South, that you were raised very close to New Orleans. He said all that Mr. and Sir and Ma'am, you could drop it. 
I'm young enough. And I was like, uh, and this is like 17 year old Raven. I was like, uh, he said, Oh, you're gonna drop it soon. By the time I like beginning of sophomore year came around, I was like, What's up, baby? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, kicking like, Yo, you wanna get coffee? And like, that's that like took some time to learn, but it's that I think the the part that helped me better with being able to call him by his first name was one seeing him as a peer especially the older I got and the more like I learned about the industry and learned about my major but also just seeing him as a human as opposed to like a superior yeah. but I will acknowledge that when someone calls me mister I'm instantly like <laughs> 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 yes but yes of course <laughs> when so- Okay, this is the me. I think me was it me and Corey or like it was it was me and like somebody else. Um, it was it was maybe it's just me. Like I don't I I'm gay. I'm a lesbian, but I don't identify with stud. I don't identify so much with femme, and I'm like wary about STEM. So I'm just the only thing that I know is that I'm a lesbian, right? Um, but but somebody said yes daddy and I literally like cringed oh and I'm like I don't don't call me that I don't like that and I know like other like lesbians and like even men who like that I'm like I'm not your father so (laughs) (laughs) this is the part that like always gets me I'm like please don't call me that don't call me that and like there's a bunch of like tiktok lesbians that's like hey mamas and it's like why are you referring to one person as a plural plural of mother like what in the world i don't understand as to like why why we do this why why the lesbians do this like i don't understand and no lie i was on it's what 4 p.m i was on the toilet two hours ago thinking having this internal discussion in my head of like why like why 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 do you refer to yourself as this and I thought about like when I get a girlfriend how do I like I can I feel like I can easily bring that up but it's just like what would I want to be preferred as because I like pet names just like not parental pet names you know yeah I feel that uh, the whole daddy thing I'm like Ooh. like I hate that one like zaddy like I like saying it jokingly yes but don't don't actually refer to me as that like my nipples whimpered like I hate that so much <laughs> I'm so mad that you were on the toilet thinking about this <laughs> this is where I have my best thoughts oh my gosh yeah that doesn't happen which no okay <laughs> I mean it can um <laughs> that is an option Every, I feel like everybody has shower thoughts. I have toilet thoughts. So, <laughs> oh my god, one of the two categories, you know, well, por qué no los dos? Yeah, por qué no los dos? I mean, one of the things that I have also had a conversation with this week. Wow, it felt like the week went by really fast. But now that I think about it, a lot really, of shit it was slow for me. <laughs> really, well, I we got the same friend that we were talking to about um, gender he and I had a really deep-rooted conversation in, um, in uh, sexual position, you know, that kind of topic. So, and, you know, like, like- top or bottom? 
Yeah, gay male okay. culture. You talk about like <laughs> top body first. <laughs> Me and Dana were thinking like missionary. Um, and I don't know. It it's it's a really deep rooted thing where I don't think that we as people should say things like that because then you're putting yourself in a bubble and the last thing Mm -hmm. that I want for you any person is for you to create these four walls that you put yourself in and then you decide to change your mind or if you realize a part of yourself um, that you hadn't explored yet and you know now people have all these ideas about who you are when I'm like you're a butterfly you can fly whichever way you want yeah go wherever you want do yeah. whatever you want to do. You don't have to be put in a box, you know, that other people want you to fit in. Um, and, you know, even if it's not something that you believe in yourself, if your partner is like, hey, let's take a walk on the wild side and you're not interested in exploring that, that seems detrimental to not only, you know, them and their feelings and what they want to do because they're willing to give up stuff for you but detrimental to yourself for not trying anything and everything you might ever want to just because you put yourself in a box Mm. i think the the opposite can be the same like putting other people in the box because like when me and you are loyal you definitely like why put yourself in a box and like you would always say that but it didn't click until one of my other friends she she's part of the community she's in the spectrum she doesn't like a label and I'm like girl you gay you why she's like I don't I don't have like I don't attribute I don't like queer I don't like any of those I just like who I like and I'm like oh you paying and then it took me like it took her sending me down like listen bitch (laughs) (laughs) I'm like you know what I am so sorry that was so rude of me and I was about to put a post last night on Twitter like if you knew me during a Loyola I'm sorry. <laughs> I was a bitch. I'm so sorry, man. I was, oof, oof. like so mean for no reason. Well, for a reason, but I shouldn't have taken it out on people. And no. that's what I learned. Well, I don't think you were mean. I think you just didn't know, you know, and that's okay. Like we as a civilization, there are things that we are willing to fight for um, for no reason. And then once you realize that oh God, I was fighting this war that I had no business fighting in. That's when you start to realize, you know, like, oh, I've grown. And that's all we want in this life is to grow. Mm -hmm. You know, no one can be the perfect person who knows everything about everything. Of course, we want to explore that. And for me, that's what we want to strive for. Um, That's a personal, you know, statement there. I should always strive for the the best self but by no means am I ever going to achieve that, you know? Aww. Can we just clock the fact that this is the most facial hair I've ever had in my life? Oh! I was going to tell you that. You look fantastic. It's yeah. all going off tonight or tomorrow. Oh, God. I'm so excited about it. I wanted to try it out to see what it would look like. I'm not against it, but I'm not for it. I like to be able like to play this. younger. I like the goatee. I'm not gonna lie. I like the goatee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my least hot. favorite part. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I wish I never grew facial hair. Look, I have I have hair on my chin. If I get one hair right there, I'm twirling it, bitch. <laughs> All this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, there's this one YouTuber. 
I think Dana might know her, Ari Fix. Yes. Yeah, she she has, which is so interesting, but she has uh, Picos polycystic ovarian syndrome, and she made like a whole video about that. But with Picos, sometimes it blocks your estrogen, so she'll just get like facial hair like randomly. And so she grew out like her full mustache, a little goatee. She was like, you know what? I'm keeping it. I'm loving it. And at first I was like, uh, and then she turned around. And I was like, hmm, I'm digging it. I'm like, just the mustache is just, I, I have a thing against mustaches. It has to be like connected to a beard or just, oh no. <laughs> like I should go get the shaver right now and start I'm right joking. here, right now. I'm like, whatever, whatever God gives you. That's what I love. Uh, facial hair. Whoever, yes. You and these beards. I will never forget when Dana came back from New Zealand and was like, beard, 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 beard. I want to lay in a beard and pet it. Like, what? Actually, though. No, were you here when Jonathan? during the winter he'll grow his beard out just because he's like yeah like when the fall comes around it's just warmer for my face to have a beard and if he works too much he'll just like forego it and when his beard grows in it's like voluminous like very very thick I think the first time Dana met him he had his very like voluminous beard and she was just like Ask for consent, though. Yeah, uh-huh. the, the person who he is, he's just like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> he still talks about that. He's like, I've never had an experience with my beard like that. <laughs> he's like, I'm used to like, <laughs> Jonathan's like, I'm used to like you and Caroline and Jade and like TJ being like, no, keep it. You look like a little lumberjack. But he was like, but Dana was just like, Oh. <laughs> Everybody knows how much I love a good beard. I love a good beard. This is something true. else. How do you get on the subject of beards? This is what happens with us. <laughs> I'm keeping the whole beard conversation in. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> My word. Oh. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Throw the whole podcast away. <laughs> Throw it away. We're doing the best we can. <laughs> I think that's gonna be it for the podcast this week. Does anybody have anything that they want to say or add or plug? <laughs> When in doubt, ask. Specifically Black people, y'all are doing great. I'm proud of you. Keep doing whatever you need to do for you today. Yeah. And I love you. Can I give us some food for thought for our next podcast? Absolutely. Because I hate to hijack, but I'm doing it anyways. Um, I'm interested in what everyone's belief is about the idea of standards for yourself and for the people around you. Homework for the week. Explore your ideas of standards Uh for yourself Uh and for other people. Boom, that's it for this week's episode of Rainbow Bunch. Hope y'all have a glorious weekend, a glorious week. We'll see you later.
Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>